What's up, bro? What's up, brother? How you doing? Good, good. Um, appreciate you for coming out. No doubt. Appreciate you having me. A little tardy, but I made it. It's all good. You ain't here. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Um, so this is Sessions. We definitely appreciate you for coming out. If you guys don't know him, this is C. Diddy. I don't know whether to call you C. Diddy, your government. I don't know if the <laughs> government is cool. No, the government is good money. Yeah, you know I mean, or or Mr. C. Like, you got a lot of things going on, so you tell yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't know. I mean, once you get that big, you might just want to use your <laughs> government name. You know what I mean? I see what you're doing. Uh, well, you know, the government is Chad Fain, professionally okay. known as C. Diddy. Uh, I'm the creator, executive producer, and one of the on-air personalities for the Realist Podcast Ever. Dope. Um, established in 2017. Um, you know, we've been doing that show for five years now. Just had a five-year anniversary show. So you were one of the first to, like, literally yeah. do this podcast. Literally. That's dope. Yeah, uh, literally. And it's crazy because uh, yesterday uh -huh. I was at uh, Culture Change and Christians with Pastor Carl. I was talking to, they have a men's group oh, dope. Um, called Beat the Block, 18 okay. to 23 years old. Um, 15 young men that's in this program. He basically has them getting career training, on the job training, oh, paying them a stipend, yeah. $2,000 a month to stay off the street and everything like that. So I went and spoke to this group. Yeah. And I did a presentation about breaking into podcasts and, okay. and everything like that. So Dope. through that conversation and putting the presentation together, it made me really look back yeah. on like the, the last five the, years, the last yeah. five years. And Heck even yeah. prior to that, as far as like the industry trends and all of that. Yep. Yep. And uh, literally in the, some of the research I did, it said that, you know, podcasting has been around for two decades. But the last six years is ah. when it's got its footing. Yep. Yep. And it's turned into this multi-billion dollar and thing. You're literally at the beginning of that. Yeah. Yo. For for a region of the country. And yeah. I would I would, you know, I would take it past just Philly, but you know, okay. Philly Tri-State and the Mid-Atlantic, like, right. you know, we were one of the first. I think uh okay. Tax Stone beat us by a couple months. Tax. Uh, yeah. Nori and Drink Champs beat us by a couple months. Okay. okay. Uh, but then, you know, like the main uh, kind of podcast that started it off for me that I was yeah. first introduced to was Juan Epstein. Okay. With Peter okay. Rosenberg and yeah, Simon Yeah, Rosenberg. Sanders. Yep. So they yep. had their podcast. They're, you know, on, they were on air personalities, Hot uh -huh. 97, whatever, whatever. But then they would do this secondary show. Right. Where it was raw, unfiltered, unscripted. Yep, exactly. You know what I mean? So yep. it's like they were kind of at the forefront of that media, uh, that part of media right. transformation and then also uh Reggie Osei, rest in okay. peace Combat Jack. Yep. Who had the yep. Combat Jack show Amazing. and he had yep. loudspeaker yep. networks, yep. which Charlemagne's first yeah. podcast was on there. Tax Stone was on yep. there. Adam twenty two from okay. No Jumper was yeah. on there initially Ooh, with his yeah. podcast. So he broke pretty much all the big guys Dude, that are out there now. That's crazy. Yeah. So that I just basically, you know, from twenty fifteen to twenty seventeen, I just kind of listened and watched and right. uh, you know, and took my notes and uh you know, apply what I knew from the internet radio world and then applied it to podcasting. Okay, okay. And then it's been, you know, pretty much never looked back since. I love it. I love it. So you literally saw all them doing it. And then what made you, like, what gave you the gumption to say, like, look, I'm going to do this thing. And how did you came, come up with the realest podcast yeah. ever? Like, all right. So the the inspiration to do it all, basically because I was watching this pe these people and I saw this kind of like talk radio, but like yeah. unfiltered, un uh, like no format type of yep. medium coming together. And younger people, you know, 20s and 30s were yep. at the head of it. Yep. So that's what initially piqued my interest in it. And I was literally listening to these shows and digesting right. the content. So, um, prior, I had had been involved in like internet radio and what a lot of people may not know is that there's Sirius XM yep. and then there's like 
a complete fall off and then there's like sketchy random yep. internet radio at like somebody's crib or uh-huh. like some random warehouse and yep. it's like you yep. might show up for 10 shows and it's all good and on the 11th show there's nobody <laughs> there like the station is packed up and gone and right. it's like a letter from like Eli on the yep. door you yep. know what I mean yep. I, I worked <laughs> with a boy and I worked with a boy in Atlanta and and you got to tell us like you, you came through the A which is crazy like I I worked with a boy who used to work at Echo um, who had his own like little radio thing going yeah. on. I was like, what the hell? Like, yeah. This is corny. But there was literally thousands of those right. all around the country. And Philly right. in particular became a hotbed for yeah. it because there was not a lot of outlets for like artists and stuff to get interviewed and break through and yep. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And as we both know, there's 9 million rappers in Philly. It's 3 Easy. million people, 9 million rappers. Yeah. So it was like, you know, you could just do content just cutting interviews straight, on rappers all straight day. Rapper. <laughs> straight rapper straight rapper so me and dj a boogie had a okay. show together oh dope called the mark it was us and, and, and key to d okay yeah me and a boogie come up together we just oh, literally dope. worked in corporate together we worked at enterprise together turtleneck days yes that's, that's and, what i call the early corporate days are turtleneck days because yeah, we literally turtlenecks no facial hair yeah, exactly <laughs> the washing cars and suits i yeah so my so my first job was working at best buy i literally have a picture of me with with Snoop, like Snoop, not caring, with <laughs> with shades on, like right. high as can be. I'm I'm in here with my 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 polo sweater on. Yeah, you know I mean turtleneck day. <laughs> right, right. That's what's up. Okay. Yeah. So you know, so we had me, a boogie, and Keita D had this show called The Mark or okay. whatever like that. The so they probably did like three episodes prior to me getting added onto it. Okay. And we were kind of like the Breakfast Club, so to speak, but oh. like doing internet radio. Yeah. So like we would break records, like you know, we would interview people, yeah. different stuff like that. But we would do like. We would take call-ins because we had, like, the live warm line or whatever. Yeah. We would call people and prank people, like, all types of stuff. Dope. So it was like, so we kind of had this, like, informal training that we all got that yeah. once the internet radio thing just died out completely yep. to the point where Sirius XM almost went out of business. Yep, yep. We, it was, like, kind of nothing out there. And then, like, these, you start seeing these podcasts start yeah, to appear. Up. Yeah. And then that gave me the inspiration. And basically, you know, I hounded... Uh, my partner, Matt. I love it. And then uh, my, our other friend, Ra, who actually works for the Action Network now. He's a professional gambler, okay. professional handicapper. Okay. Basically, we had this group chat where yeah. we would just talk about whatever was going on. Okay. okay. And through that, you know, I already knew these guys. We were already friends, but we got to know each other a lot better just having daily Conversation. Non-stop conversation, yep, yep. and I'm like, "Yo, this is a podcast," and they like, "What's a podcast?" <laughs> so <laughs> I've now, never heard of this. Yeah, so now this is 2016. So it's okay. like now I'm pitching like, "What is a podcast?" And why we need to do it. I had five years ahead of the game. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I so love it. prior to the whole you know pandemic boom with all these podcasts and all yep. of that, there was us, and because there wasn't a lot of shows out there, we got yep. a lot of traction and a lot of attention. Easy, fast, and easy. Yep. We had a point where in doing the show, like the Netherlands was like our second biggest market. Whoa. I've never been to the Netherlands. Yeah. I've never been to Amsterdam. I don't even know that I identify <laughs> with people out exactly. there. Exactly. Like, I didn't whoa. even know they spoke English. Yeah. Fact. But there was basically this this bit of like timing and luck where this network that we started with, New Media yeah. Studios, had a rebroadcast on their website where they would take all the shows that they had, okay. 10, 12, 15 shows or whatever, yeah. and rebroadcast them at a specific time on their website. So we would premiere our show on Sundays or Mondays or whatever on okay. all the podcast directory. Yeah. Then they had a live feeder where they would play and rebroadcast uh, the show at like Wednesdays at 
8 p.m. or whatever. Okay. That okay. synced up with like drive time in the Netherlands. What the fuck? So by them catching wind of this little small yeah. network from Philadelphia, right. they caught wind of our show and through the first two years of us being like with new media, yep. we had this whole huge cult following like in the in Netherlands. In the Netherlands. Like so where now the you're international. Plan. Like, <laughs> right. where, like where the rip. Here. Like what? Just by happenstance. That's dope. So it's like, That's you know, fire. being early, yeah. you know, you understand because you're in business. So you, yep. and, and you do a lot of different business. Sometimes being too early is worse than being too late yeah, on is. something. Like it if is. you're ahead of, too far ahead of you're a trend, too far ahead of you, you, you have too yep. much information too early and the public isn't ready to receive it nope. or digest it. you get burnt it. out. And you yeah. get burnt out. Yeah. And sometimes you lose a lot of money. Heck yeah, <laughs> that ain't good. That's learned, not what like, you want. <laughs> I learned that in the nightclub industry and in the, in the okay. concert promoting industry. It's like, okay. yo, sometimes it's better off to just wait until yeah. like, you know, you try to get on the ground floor with some of these artists you go do a show when it's nah. like, is you and like your grandma there, yep. and <laughs> you lose it's all not, you lose your shirt. Up? It's not fun. Sorry, uh -uh. it's not fun. Nah, you know what I mean? Nah. I I I have my nightclub days too. That's crazy. <laughs> I didn't even know you were in the nightclub. Yeah, heavy. Um, that's how I came up. So like, that's how I came up in the A. Um, we used to. I mean, I don't. You know Nas. I've, yeah, absolutely. Nas a, is killing it. Yeah, that's my. So that's my guy. So me and Nas. Nas came through the podcast too. Me and Nas were throwing events back in the A when he was rocking with his squad. Um, of course, him, uh, Dream Team, uh, Lyric, all those kids who are yeah. now owning their own thing. Right, it's right, crazy. Right. So like, it's so much. It's so much that comes from that to yes. me. Like all those true hustlers came up, at least to me. In like some type of entertainment space, and we you you almost have to. It's almost like you're right of passage or like cutting your teeth because yep. the nightlife industry and like entertainment industry is so unique and unto it itself. Is. It is. You meet people that you never met anyone like that all in this one space. Nope. Like you'll meet. 35 people that are literally one of a kind yep. just because of the nature of entertainment and creative people and stuff like that. And these are literally like things that you carry forward your whole life. Remembering Easy. this person reminds me of so-and-so <laughs> yep. because they were so unique that you draw back to those experiences those or these scenarios where it's just like, Wait, what? Like, what are you telling uh -huh. me? Like, uh -huh. like, like, I've been in nightclub meetings where, like, the lead promoter is like, yeah, this is a good deal for y'all. I wouldn't take it, but, like, this <laughs> but is a good deal. Yeah, but you so. should do it. <laughs> like, what? Like, excuse me? Like, yeah. it's like that sort of thing. Like, My man. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is terrible. Yeah, exactly. For me. Sorry. But for y'all, this is phenomenal. Time out. What? Yeah, and it's like Hell those, no. and that's the type of things yeah. and the type of experiences and yeah. people, like, stuff that you just never forget no. that you can always pull from. From the entertainment industry. E easy. I, I remember a conversation that I had with, uh, do you remember the Mark in Atlanta? Yes. So Marco from the Mark, the owner of the Mark, he, like, he, I, we got to a point where, like, we were popping. You know what I mean? We were doing good events. Yeah. And Marco became one of my people. Like, we were at uh, a Floyd Mayweather fight party with Marco, like, invite only type John. And he was like, you don't want to do this. I'm like, what? Like, Marco, you're literally telling me to quit, <laughs> yeah. like, my job. Like, this is my job. <laughs> I feed myself. This is, this is literally how, yeah. I'm like, I, I, li I live all right in Atlanta. Like, you're literally telling me not, you don't want to do this. You you want a family. You you, sh you should get a corporate job. And at the time, I had an internship, like, in music. Like, I was working for Universal Music. He's like, 
Yeah, yeah, you should do that. I'm like, bro, Mark. <laughs> Literally talking you out. Yeah, of- talking me out of the game. <laughs> Something that you're good at, too. Yeah, like, I, I do all right. Like, I can pay my bills. I can feed myself. I'm living in a good place. But, like, that, it's those type of people where I think in that entertainment space, you see so many people that are so creative yep. and have so much vision that I see a lot of these cats. At least, I mean, at least the people that I came up with, like, killing it. No matter what space they're in. And I feel like you probably took some of that to podcast. Absolutely. Like I worked, you know, I worked in nightlife for probably 14, 15 years total. 10 years consecutive, though, from like 2012 um, to. No, it was probably like it was earlier than that. Damn. It was like 2010 to 2020. Okay. Like right before the pandemic, right before the pandemic happened, like I did uh, my last couple events and then I was just like, yeah, I'm done. Because once I saw how easily. The podcasting business is that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing all right. Yeah, but but no, but more so than that, I saw how easily the, how fragile the nightclub industry was. Yeah. Because of the fact of, you know, COVID-19 comes through, crushes everything. And it's all this uncertainty to where it's like initially people thought like this was like a two week or four week virus. And it's like, oh, everybody will get their shots. And then it's just. It's cool. It's It's good. It's just like the party on top of each other. Nah, we remember that at the beginning. We were like, it's two weeks. You got two weeks. You got two weeks. All right. Like. What? Yeah, no. Then hundreds of thousands of people start getting infected and dying, and then you're like, oh, maybe we need to shut down. Yeah, maybe we need to shut this whole thing down. And it's right. like that year, my birthday is uh, in March, March 29th. So I, oh, damn. I, I missed Literally. not getting my birth. Like my last party, March 2020 was the 14th. I did a party with Danny Garcia. Oh, yeah, and then my party got pushed back into April, basically yeah. contingent upon like. Yeah, we, if we see, open if back we up. If we open back up, the governor going to do the right thing. Shit. And then it just was over from there. So then after that, I was just like, I need to, like, really direct my energy into something else. Damn. That's, but that's because, like, for, you know, in nightlife, for a promoter, your birthday party is everything. Is the, it's Christmas. That's the vibe. That's the vibe. Because and, you, and you collecting that check. That you collecting check. a check, and it's your birthday. It's a double whammy. Exactly. Those were my favorite days. January 11th used to pop. I remember <laughs> right. coming from Philly, going back to Atlanta, being like, I'm about to get a nice check yeah. this week. Yeah, you can count on it. Like, yeah. even, even if it's yeah. not, you know, what you think it is, you can pretty much predict it. Within a certain range and know, like, oh I'm God. making thousands of dollars. Easy. Easy. And it's my birthday. And it's my birthday. Whereas most people go into the hole, I'm winning. I'm winning. <laughs> Just by being me and being a figure in nightlife, That's I promote right. my birthday, instant money. Boom. Done. So, so once I lost my birthday party and that guaranteed money, I was like, hmm, this, like, is a little yeah. more fragile than I thought. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, like, it's like a rock solid, you know, business because... Yeah. You know, at that point, being 10 years consecutive in the industry, I had basically developed the 80-20 system where it's like, yo, I'm doing 100 parties a year, minimum. Damn. Because I'm doing like usually two weeklies plus whatever occasional Saturday night big artists I'm doing, Pop Smoke, this person, that person, Lil Baby. I did them all. You were there. I was there. there. I was at the the top. Gotcha. And from that, it basically let me know. It's like, you know, two years back to back. 2019, Vanity Grand closes, which at the time okay. I was the marketing director for Vanity Grand. Oh, that's fine. So we're okay. all of the big artists and all that stuff. I led the resurgence of that club because it basically died out completely um, yeah. at some point in 2017. Yeah. And I got the job the beginning of 2018. Picked and then we up. completely revamped yeah. the club it's- to where, like, the last few parties we did there – we did little. We did money bag yo on a Friday. Uh, little Dirk on a Saturday. We did like a thousand people Friday, 
2200 Saturday, like stuff like Damn. that. Like we were killing them. That's, and that, and that was my birthday money. party. So I made Whoa. the big bang those two days. Whoa. <laughs> so, and those were literally the last few events that we did there in yeah. March 2019. So Got I'm it. going from having this, you know, it's a, it's a nightclub Meteor. job, but it's corporate. Yeah. But uh -huh. I'm, I'm making, I'm killing. I'm making right. like almost a quarter. Millie, like I'm making stupid money. So doing you, this. you, you on your way. You, you're on your way to being rich. rich. Yes. If, if I mean? this club yeah. at the same trajectory that it had stays open, right, for right. two more years. Yep. Yep. I'm rich. You like, out of here. You're I got, out of here. I got. Or you start your own because that's what happened. At least for us people yeah. in the entertainment business, we know our friends that were doing it, doing it. They either started their own or they went somewhere else. Yeah. and Or you, you get your Rockefeller startup money to do something yep, else. Exactly. Exactly. The Kenny Burns bag. Exactly. You know I mean, like, this was cool. Now I'm going to go do radio. Right. You know I mean, type John. Right. Yeah, right. It's, like, it's like that sort of thing. So it's like, you know, that last little run, I made a lot of money walking out of the door. Okay. But at that point, you know, I'm just like. I wish this wasn't ending. Right, <laughs> it's right. Like, it's like that. Where sort am of I going to make up this bag? Exactly. Yeah. So then we get into concert promoting. Um, okay. coming out of that. Oh. So March, uh, April twenty, April third, twenty nineteen. Me okay. and uh, I don't know if you know Veli from Veli Brand. Uh, uh. Um, he's a you know pretty big concert promoter. He now he's transitioned out of that. He's working with artists. He's a part of a management agency. Okay, where's and, he at? Where's um, he at? he's based out of Houston now. Okay, okay. But he manages like BFB the Pac Man. This kid named Cochise that's uh, potentially going to be on the Double XL freshman list. Uh, Capella Gray that had yep. the Gallus record. Yep. Part yep. of his management team, stuff like that. So th we did a we did a concert together. Okay, at okay. the TLA we did the baby. Dope. This is the this is right after Suge came out. So he's yeah soaring, and it, this is part of being when you're early on something, but it hell, works. Hell yeah! So we ended up we were in a small venue at first, 300 cap venue, Voltage Lounge. We okay. ended up selling out of the venue in like five days. So I'm like, we, we gotta, gotta move. We gotta on. move this. Yep. Like we gotta Where move we gonna this. So it? we move it to the TLA. It's on a Wednesday wow. night. We sell 800 more tickets in like five days. Damn. Sell this out. So I'm like, damn. Okay, cool. So, you yeah. know, we get this concert. He we comes, smashes it. Yep. We have a good time. He brings out, you know, his artist, Stunner, this, 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 and this. He mm. jumps in the crowd the whole nine. We got yeah. a million videos, pictures. I'm like. Now you viral. We out. We on a, yeah. we off to the races. Yep. And um, shortly thereafter that, I go, I come right back. I book the TLA again for Memorial Day weekend, which any aspiring promoters or concert promoters, whatever out there, Listen. stay away from holiday weekends. Listen. It is a bad idea. Unless you're in Vegas. Unless you are in one of the destinations where people are traveling to, you will lose your shirt. You need to learn that today. <laughs> that's a that's a gym I'm giving y'all today. Facts. So I, I, I so I double right back. Month and yep. month and three weeks later, I'm coming right back with another show. I love it. You I, know, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what's a good one? Homecoming. Or not homecoming, uh, uh, spring break. Spring break in any college, let that go. Yeah. You need to take your party to <laughs> Miami because you ain't going to make... Or Lake Havasu no, or yeah, something. Because you ain't going to make no money that weekend. You might as well ship out, make it happen. Yeah. That's what we did in the A&B. Yeah. Right. So it's like, yeah. so I'm in this situation where it's like, yo, I booked this event and I believe in it. Yeah. And it's like... I booked the I booked the I booked the concert. I layer it up. I booked forty two Doug. Okay. At the time, he just 
Yeah. Like November of 18. Okay. He just okay. signed with Yo Gotti. Okay. But he put a mixtape out. It did Hype Beast premiered yeah. it. It yeah. did a million views in one day on one of his videos, all this. I'm like, I this is gonna be good. I'm hitting. I'm, I'm hit not again. paying him that much. I'm gonna hit again. Yeah. I book um it's this this rap group from West Philly, D4M. Okay. These two young kids at the time. Yeah. One of the kids, Sloan, uh, unfortunately, one of them, uh Skiano got murdered. Rest in peace. Sorry. But the other kid, Sloan, mm -hmm. is in Bel Air. He's one oh, of the wow. kids that's on the first oh, two okay. episodes of Bel Air, the one with the long hair that's beefing, with, yeah, that's beefing yeah. with Will at yeah. the basketball court. That's dope. So I booked them as an opener. Yeah. I also booked this other kid named Young K.A., who Sunday yeah. just performed at the Wells Fargo Center. Ooh. So overall, this whole lineup that I'm naming fire. now in 2022, yeah. fire. We should be printing money. Yeah, today. But in 2019... <laughs> We're talking about a few years. You're talking about 280 people really at a thousand person were. venue. Yeah, yeah. I lost my shirt that day. Damn. Lost 16 grand. Ouch. So at this point, I just told you, I'm coming out of a, a quarter million a year yeah, situation yeah. to where it's like. Now you in the red. Now I'm in the red, 16 grand, my second event. So now the money Damn. we made off the baby, give all of that back. Plus some of the money you made walking out the door, give part of that back. Ah. And now it's like, now what am I going to do? Shit. So, you better as, start. <laughs> as we naming these years or whatever, you can yeah. see I've already had the podcast, but right. it was just kind of just going yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. we got the podcast. People are coming on. We had Spank come on early. Right. Shout out my bro Spank. Oh, cool. We had AO come on early. Yeah. Uh, my man Nerd from Nerd to Cool Table. We're doing a co-branded show with him in May. But it's like, you know, all these different social media yeah, figures out the gate. We right. had them all. Right. But then after a while, the show just becomes the show. Got it. Got and it's it. like, all right, we're doing it, but we're really going through Flat. the motion. Yeah, you're flatlining. Because yeah. there's all this other stuff around a show, all these other verticals that I know about. That we should be doing that I'm not you doing. You gotta bring your marketing expertise to the show. Exactly. And cool. at the point, I'm just kind of like, you know, me and my partner, it's like, you know, we got this good synergy, whatever, on air. Right. But all the other stuff, I'm like, I don't know if I got to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. In order to do that. Like, because and it's just like, yo, do I, I need, just go I need ahead? Like a notepad. Yeah, it's like, do yeah. I sacrifice and just because I know I'm, I feel like I know I'm right. Right. At the time. Let's say it's, it's 2018, 2019. Like it's gonna blow. I feel like it's going to yeah. blow. Okay. Okay. But I also know. Yeah. So I feel on one hand, but yep. I know it's we that... need to be doing a lot more okay. in order Got for this Got to it. work. Okay. Okay. And because I don't feel like I have buy-in from my co-host, yep. it turns into a thing where it's like, now I'm just going through the motions yeah. too. So yeah. now we recording the show every week. Something big come up. We recording an extra show cool. some weeks, right. whatever is cool. But you're going through the motions. But we're going through the motions because we're not scaling this business. Yeah. Sometimes so. we got merch. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we got video. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we take three weeks off. Sometimes we do fucking seven shows in three weeks. You got to piss or get off the pot. Exactly. What you going to do? We have this saying now amongst us, amongst the show, me and, me and Matt and my cameraman, videographer, Big Dan, you can't monetize anything but consistency. Okay. And it's one of them things where it's like, whatever you want to do, you got to do it to death or you just might as well not do it. Don't do it. And just in the last two years, we've made the determination that we're just going to, instead of chasing a deal and trying to chase the viral moment and all this right, stuff, right. let's just focus on what's in front of us. I love that. And that's what we've done. So we looked and we said, yo, 
We didn't been with two networks that failed. We took all our controls back, took back our RSS feed, took back our advertising account, took back all of our measurables and all our payout accounts and all that. We have full control of everything. Yep. We have our whole catalog in a Google Drive or whatever to where we can Boom. reissue episodes, whatever, whatever we want to do with it's this. It's all yours. It's all ours now. Yeah. We have yeah. 100% control. We got to build from the ground up. So we literally went from Start at a over. point doing 50, 60,000 downloads of episode okay. because of the Netherlands and yep, South yep, Africa yep. and all this other yep. traffic to where it's like, now we got to DIY. We got to do it yourself it. in every aspect. And got we literally it. manicured this show from 11, 1200 listeners a week back up to like 12, 15,000 over the last two years. And then now we know everybody. Like, I can identify who are my Maryland listeners, who are my D.C. listeners, who are my California listeners, because I talk to them and I know them. And we basically built a community this go around where it's like we've become influencers in a way where it's like we're a trusted voice that when we put people on the stuff, they know that it's already vetted out and it's tried and true. And we're not telling them no BS. So I have the trust of my audience now to the point where we've been able to rescale the show. Yep. Um, this week we just did it. We had well a couple weeks ago, but we put it out this week. Okay. We did an interview with uh, Barbara Devan, the owner of Tasty's, that's like literally oh, yeah, going yeah. viral now. Yeah, she's out of it. She had one clip on her page that did like 30,000 views. Funny. Um, the same clip, I put it on my page, yeah. 17,000. It's like that sort of right. thing. I picked up my Philly Scoop Hall, all of that. That's dope. So just by refocusing and realigning this thing and focusing on our personal network and yep. the people that are already here listening, we've built this thing. And it's, to me, it's bigger and better than before because of all the intangibles and all the stuff around it. I love that. So I own a real estate team, and we say that our sphere is probably the core of our business. You don't have to go find more business. No, absolutely not. Your business is right here with your core yeah. audience. And then once they tell their friend and they tell the next friend, that's all you need. Yeah, and, and at that point, it's just on you to do right by people. That's and as long as you do the right that. thing, they'll refer you to everybody. I love that. Mothers, grandparents, yeah. like they'll refer you like to that. just take care of people. Yeah. Like if you treat every customer this way you would treat your grandparents, like you're going to have a successful yeah. business. I love that. I love that. What other gems are there before we hop off? I love the story. So we got to have you back. Uh, oh, for sure. We, we definitely got to have you back, <laughs> talk you through, but um, any other gems for people starting their own podcast or even getting in the entertainment space? Like, what do you tell the kid that's like, oh, I'm, I want to start a podcast. Like, shoot, I make cotton candy or I want to make a comic book. Like, maybe right. I want to do a pod, too. Yeah. You know I mean, I mean, my thing is at this point, whatever you want to do, do it all. Like, right. if you believe in it and you're going to put the energy into it, do it all. The main thing with podcasting comes down to your consistency and your frequency. So meaning like when I say frequency, it's like if you say that you do a weekly podcast, yep. your podcast better be out every week. Got it. Because I get on once that. people become accustomed to you dropping on Monday at six o'clock yep. or whatever it is, yep. now Monday at six is like, yo, where the show at? I'm looking for it. I'm looking I'm for looking it. For it. Yep. And that's a good spot to that's be where in. I was out with Charlemagne. Yeah. But that's a transitional point potentially where it's like you start to lose people when there's way too many Mondays at six where you yeah. ain't your show ain't where it's supposed to be. Yep. Because I'm invested now. It's like, you got me emotionally tied to this I'm, thing. I'm all in. I'm in. I'm all in. And you ain't as a creator. Yeah. So now I'm out. Yeah. So that consistency and that frequency has to be there. You let me down as one of your customers. 
Exactly. Yeah, so correct. even if it's a situation where you say, you know what, I'm gonna start off small, I'm gonna do this pie, I'm gonna do it once a month. Yep. Yep. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. If you already set the precedent, the terms and conditions is it's once a month, Boom. then it's once a month. Cool. And let the audience tell you that they want more content. I like that. But like now that. when you give them additional content, it's because y'all asked for it. Exactly. So if it don't work or it's not successful, I'm going to pull back because y'all told me y'all wanted this. Yep. Yep. You told me you, you told were me in you, this You too. told me you wanted two shows a month. Yep. I was doing, I was cool doing one. Fact. You told I me you wanted it. two a month. So now when I do the two a month and the second one ain't doing what the first one doing, I ain't got to do it no what more. What you mad at me what for? What you mad at me for? I gave y'all a shot. Y'all let me it. down. Y'all made me Fact. look dumb. Fact. So it's like as much as, you know, an audience holds a creator accountable, you got to hold your, hold your audience accountable, accountable too. too. So where it's like, if y'all believe in this thing, we in it together. Yeah. Because yeah. when you starting off doing any type of independent anything, it's a labor of love until oh, it makes money. Yeah. Yeah. We went three years. We made little twos and fews and, oh, a yeah. Kicks USA check here, a Cavassier check right, there, right. whatever, whatever. But it wasn't consistent. God. Now we make money every single month. Like we have a baseline of where we have a Mendoza line. We know we ain't making less than this every right, single right, month. Right. Because we've done the work, we've started to scale or whatever. And now we have other yeah. verticals that are popping up, you know, outside of this business. Our merch is doing well now. Yep. Our live shows like are a thing to the right. point where we're going on tour in a okay. couple of weeks. Okay. Cool. We're doing a five city tour. Um oh. So it's like that sort of thing where it's like the consistency and holding the audience accountable brought us all of this to where it's like, yo, I straight go on my show. be like, listen, man, um, y'all asking me for a show. Y'all say y'all want it. Cool. I'm going to get y'all a show. It's going to be such, 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 such. When I have all the details, I'm announcing. You know. Don't make me look stupid. And then the, la <laughs> the, one, the last two live shows we did, one did 285 people and one did 204 days, which was a sellout. Damn. Damn. And these shows were back to back. So it's like, but you got to create that consistency, right. that frequency and become cool. a trusted voice yep. to your audience before you can do that. So I don't get to we making, you know, yep. five figures a month without doing all the other without stuff. the consistency. Yeah. And I the love frequency. That. I love that. The consistency and the frequency. I love that. I'm I need to be more consistent. I say that in my own personal business. Like. I need to make calls every day. Yeah. My clients need to feel the frequency. They need to understand, like, yo, John's going to be checking in on me yeah. once a quarter. You got to make them feel depressed sometimes. Yeah. Like, like my, my sales manager, when I used to do corporate sales, I was working enterprise fleet, and I did okay. corporate sales. I did, you know, I designed fleet plans for businesses yep, or yep. small to medium-sized businesses. And um, my sales manager used to always say the difference between Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, and everybody else is they do the things that they hate doing to the point where they become yep. good at them. Yep. It's that consistency of, I hate shooting free throws. I'm going to go shoot a 1,000 a day. I love it. Or Tiger Woods is like, yo, I hate my chip shot. I'm going to go do a 1,000 chip, chippers a day. You got to do it. You got to do it. If not, then it just becomes, a, a as the rest of your game ascends, yep. it becomes a glaring hole in your overall performance to where you can't even hide it no more because yep. you're so great at all this other stuff. Everything else. I love it. I love that. And it's, I mean, that's literally, I think, what we all need to apply. If you if you ever read the book Relentless, I don't, if you've ever read um, I've, I'm familiar with the overall content. I have not read the book. I would not so read I would tell I would tell folks, if you've never read Relentless, it's about Tim Glover. He's Kobe Bryant's, um, Kobe Bryant's uh, coach. Uh, and Tim basically, he takes Kobe on a journey where Kobe, after Kobe broke his ankle, yeah, I mean, 
cats thought he was done. Yeah, thought it was over. It, everybody thought like, yo, <laughs> you know what I mean, not ankle Achilles, right? Oh, yeah, so he, yeah, so my Achilles is out. That's it. Nah, Kim, Tim coached him back up. Like, yeah. we gonna do this every day until we get it right. Yeah, to the point where now that set because before Achilles was the kiss of death. Yep, it set the tone Especially to where now age. somebody like Kevin Durant can come back from a blown Facts. Achilles. Facts. Facts. And be Kevin Durant all over yep, again. Like, yep, <laughs> yep. And that's what the frequency and the consistency does. Yo, we got to have you back next time. For sure, man. I'm here whenever you need me, brother. I appreciate you. Sessions, thank you.